This is Stop Worrying, You're Retired with George Fossing. It's Stop Worrying, You're Retired with George Fossing and Zach Jenkins of North Star Financial and Retirement Planning. And uh, we bring in Jim Pritchard, the Chief Investment Officer at North Star Financial. Jim, calling in from outside of the office today. Thanks for being with us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. And uh, George, I know that we always love having Jim on. He comes on about once a quarter, maybe every other month or so to talk a little bit about the outlook of the markets. Let's dive right into this. You know, Jim and I, uh, I've been been through 25 years of, you know, watching the markets go up and down and working with folks. Jim, right around 40. So a little bit of uh, experience out there. I'm being good to you there. I'm 33 years old, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Nice, huh? Yeah. Daisy's only six. I'm feeling good about myself right now. (laughs) So, you know, uh, I just heard that people in their 60s, I'm in my 60s now, people in their 60s are the most productive of any uh, decade. Oh, look at that. Gardening. Yeah, playing playing Marjan, gardening, playing Marjan and uh, you know, <laughs> walking around here is hot. Pickleball. <laughs> I'm really really good at pickleball now. <laughs> you know, uh Jim goes way back. He, he uh, you know, played football at Columbia on a scholarship. So oh. he's a, he's a Buffalo man at, uh. from way back and uh, it's always fun to get yeah, Jim's out there in the been in the rough and and dealt with adversity his whole life. And uh, when it comes to the stock market, I mean, you have to have a thick skin. What do you think there, Jim? Well, I definitely think so, especially being in it for so long now that I've seen just about everything the markets can throw at us. And uh, a lot of times it's great stuff, and a lot of times it's not so great. So, you know, I take the philosophy of always be prepared and have an exit strategy. And that's what we uh, we kind of specialize in that at Northstar, where we – bring in some managers that all have an exit strategy and all have a different way of, of looking at things. And we think that works really well for us. So, you know, the big thing out there, Jerry, our consensus here at North Shore is, you know, the markets are not linear. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't just, it would be nice if it just had this little line going up every month. <laughs> but the closer you get in, the shorter the timeline, it's like watching the sausage being made, right, Jim? It just gets uglier. Volatility is part of the spectrum. And the big thing, like Jim just said, what we all believe in is, you know, avoiding the large dips. Yeah. Just, you know, sidestepping that if you can. And that's for various reasons. I think part of that, right, Jim, is, is emotion, you know, client's emotion. Oh, it's the biggest thing. I've seen it time and time again where people let their emotions make the decision for them. You know, we were looking at this at the end of December and all the last uh, week or so. Markets are down and, and went into a correction. Some uh, stocks even were in bear market. But the main thing is that you've got to have a way that you can live with it every day. Because, you know, every day it seems like there's a different story of why the market's up or down. Right. And, and that's a lot of noise. You know, it's just a lot of noise, and it's an excuse for the day traders and some institutional traders to do things. But as a, someone who is looking out for retail investors, it's a whole different thing. It, you just can't look at it every day and, and even every month because you can get discouraged and you can let your emotions run away with you. And what invariably happens is you stick with it for a certain amount of time. And then you end up, well, I can't do this anymore. You switch. And what happens as soon as you switch? I think that would see what law? Murphy's law? <laughs> Murphy's law, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, started, well yeah. you know, George, there, there's studies about that. The average retail investor, and I think this is from probably two or three years ago, was earning in that last decade like 2% a year versus the market would have been about uh, 9 or 10% a year. And the reason for that 2% is that just what you said, that let emotions get to them and sell at the wrong time or sometimes even buy at the wrong time. 
So we've gotten uh, a dicey market, to say the least. I got a super kickoff out watching uh, Mark Zuckerberg lose, quote unquote, $80 billion or whatever amount, watching it <laughs> drop, drop in uh, 26%. 31 in one day. I, I, I love it. I think it's awesome because. Would you love to be in a position a little to bit lose of humility. Now, now he's only worth $200 billion or whatever stupid <laughs> amount it is. <laughs> but really, seriously. I uh, think you'd learn a lesson there and say, well, next time I have that back, I should just give it away. You know, it should, it should do some good things with it because it's going to go away anyway. It never lasts, right? Wow. So, right. You know, it's funny too. A lot of that had to do with the bigger brethren, which is Apple, changing the, the rules as far as privacy on that. Mm-hmm. And that, that came out in the next day. It was just absolutely crazy. So there's circumstances out there that kind of get people blindsided. You know, if people went out there, there were people, right, that bought Facebook the day before it probably dropped 26%. <laughs> wow. Oh, right? Because people well. buy it every day. You know, if you yeah. look at the, uh, the top five stocks are Apple, Google, Meta, which is Facebook, Microsoft, and Amazon, and they're about 42% of the NASDAQ and 23% of the S&P 500. So when they get hit hard or when they do well, the markets really, really react. So that's the world we're in. So let's uh, get back to the uh, the question at hand here, Jim. Uh, what are we seeing for 2022? And again, we're not, I don't think we're prognosticating here. We're just talking about more about the financial economic situation and what it might lead to. Yeah, there's a lot of mixed signals out there. The, some of the negative signals include the Fed's stance on raising interest rates. You know, they're scheduled to raise rates about five times this year. Inflation, obviously, everybody's run into that in their daily lives. The Omicron variant supply chain problems are still huge. They're bigger than ever. GDP growth has slowed a little bit. And then Russia massing at the Ukrainian border is uh, very troublesome. But there are also positive signals, like a lot of the earnings that have been coming out just the last couple of weeks have been really strong. Positive economic outlook driven by consumer demand. Everybody's still buying stuff. Jobs so high, so right? it's, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's a mixed great. bag. And so, you know, again, we're pretty cautious about that. And we're looking at probably, uh, you know, one third to half of our stock market investments are hedged right now, meaning we're either out of the market or we've got insurance on the stuff. So we think that right now is a good time to be cautious. If everything turns back up and rosy, then we go full bore again. But right now we're pretty cautious. You know, we hear it over and over, right, Jim, right, Zach? It's, uh, you know, people coming in that say, hey, I'm not coming in here to get rich. I'm coming here to make sure I don't get poor. Right. That variably comes down to expectations. And part of that would be during an up year, you, you certainly want to capture as much as possible, right? I mean, you've got to right. take the treasure when it's in your hand. The other side is not to give it up the next day. And, you know, the thing is, no one knows what tomorrow's going to bring. Don't we all look so smart looking over our shoulder in the finance world? <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. And t- this morning, you know, you know right? what's going to happen on Monday? Yeah, well, that's definitely true. You know, I've seen a lot of money managers that actually cut those years out of their track record that they didn't do so well. <laughs> they, uh, they, they might even, uh, you know, claim just their good accounts when they're looking at their track record. So that that happens every day. And then, you know, some of these guys advertise a lot and advertise how great they are. And that might not necessarily be the case because they don't claim when they're wrong. 
That must be a human condition. Well, we had we had one gym years ago. It was a uh, husband and wife came in. And they're going back and forth between us and another firm that does a huge amount of advertising out there. And you know, it's the guy that does. You know, I hate annuities. You should too, guy. You know, mm. and uh, know he's out guy. there. You know, everybody knows that guy. So you know, which is fine. He's, he's a marketing <laughs> genius. But the the people came right. back in and they said, "Well, we're going with y'all." I said, "Well, great." And they said, "Well, we have to tell you, it was, it was several things were leading your way, but kind of the deciding factor." how they responded. We saw their returns in 08, what they did. And as the local yeah. advisors for this group, they go, yeah, we didn't see that coming. <laughs> I'm just, well, I'm that's, sure, that's I'm sure that when the good. words came out of that advisor's mouth, he probably just, probably wish he could just like a stuff those words back in. Trying to chase and they those. just kind of looked at him and, and they said, yeah, which is, you know, honest, but the that problem. A bad answer. It's, a, a, it's a horrible answer. answer. And part of that, why did they put their clients in, in that position? Right. Yeah. And they well, just... you know, that's what exactly the example I was thinking of. That firm actually lost 44 percent in 2008. You know, that that's just horrible. They had a mutual fund that you could track it because they didn't publish the track record of their separate accounts. But the mutual fund was down 44 percent. And then a couple of years later, they closed that down so nobody could point at it anymore. Yeah, and people well, out yeah. there, I think your experience too is what to avoid. You, know, you, you were had multiple positions in the, in the investment world over the years, Jim, and you know part of that would be chasing returns. People making their decision on what firm to work with by somebody having, you know, saying I can get a higher return for you. Now that's of course possible, but at what risk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the risk is <laughs> usually as you're going up in the return stream, your risk is going up exponentially, right? So what we try to do is when markets are going down, we want to have that drawdown, as we call it, from the peak to whatever the trough may be, be as low as possible. And if you can limit that, then you can do a real good job for the customer because then they don't have to earn the S&P 500 return every single year to do well if you avoid those big losses. Yeah, I think most people would be fine with, you know, 5 to 8% uh, over time and sleeping at night. Right. What do you think, Zach? It'd yeah. probably be the right, Jim. I think yeah, it gets it done. That gets it done. You know, it's Sleep, basically the sleeping yeah. at night's important. Sure. <laughs> I mean, take a knee. You won the game. Now, you and I and uh, everybody here, you know, understands that it doesn't mean you can't have fun with some of your money. I think part of the the lesson out there is some folks out there figure, oh, we're going to take all your money. And no, we want to make sure the money we usually manage is the money people need to get them through retirement. That's super important. That their standard of living depends on it. It usually leaves some money left over for fun, right? Investing in somebody might like to do stock picking and do this or do that and speculation, crypto, you know, which is fine as long as you can afford to do what? As long as you can afford to lose it. So yeah, you've got to be ready to, to, for the worst with your play money, if that's what you want to do. So exactly. Jim, I'm going to bounce back over to more of a economy thing. What's going on with the supply side of uh, the world? Is, is uh, looking well, better? The, the, yeah, it actually got worse. At first, a couple of weeks ago, everybody thought, well, maybe the um, supply chain backup, for example, in the port of L.A. has been just crazy. There's ships way out to sea now just waiting. There was a point where it seemed like it kind of flattened out where it wasn't getting any worse. And then it just spiked again last week where it was as, as bad as it's been. So the trucks aren't unloading the dock because, you know, a lot of different reasons for that. The trucking capacity is at 100%, but that's not enough. You know, they need to be above 100%. They need to add trucks. They need to add drivers. That's just not happening. All these people that have quit jobs that they weren't liking, 
that's still a big problem. Not enough people to go around. Uh, so the port's not getting unloaded, and new ships can't come in with the goods that everybody's waiting for. So that's still a problem. You know, I was thinking, I just wonder, when does that kind of thing become a national emergency and they bring in the National Guard or somebody to help do the uh, the work that needs to be done? It's not getting done. So until that gets caught up, I think we're going to have inflation is going to be a problem, as it has been. And, uh, and then because of inflation, the Fed wants to raise rates a little bit more. So those are some of the issues that need to be resolved and aren't yet. I think part two that people are can be at risk down there if we're not careful on the highways, because what I read is oh, they're going to allow eighteen-year-olds to drive oh, wow. big rigs. Oh, uh, please let me know when that happens. That's what I mean. I mean, this is the con- I'm not, I'm, I'm, this is kind of serious. It's kind of funny, but but look what's going on out here. You're putting families at risk out there. And again, no disrespect to eighteen-year-olds. I was eighteen, you were eighteen, and we're all eighteen. And you're not at your finest at that point. Guaranteed. I would not have been a good trucker. No. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, this is, these are called consequences Mm -hmm. that's going on out there. And we're we're kind of chuckling at it. But there's an element of danger by by us doing this, right? I mean, it's, there's, you have risk. You're on the highway now. And there's an 18 year, it's not happened yet. But this is what we're talking about. And bring this back to your retirement and saying, you know, the world has changed. It's changing. When was the last time you reviewed your portfolio? Is it at risk? Give me your feedback, Jim. We're going to wrap up with this too. Target date funds that you've seen over the years, which people depend on in their 401ks. What kind of a you know, 30,000 foot perspective have you seen with these target date funds? Mostly, in my opinion, they're not aggressive enough because they just move you as you get closer and closer to retirement. They move you more out of the stock market and more into bonds, more and more and more. You know, I was looking at the guy's 401k the other day. He's this 45-year-old man, and they have him in a 60-40, which is a 60% stocks, 40% bonds. He should still be in the stock market almost entirely at that age because he's got another 15, 20 years to work. And the 60-40 target date was just not getting the job done. He was pretty disappointed in the returns, and the returns were, were what a 60-40 blend would have done. So it wasn't that the managers of the funds weren't doing their job, it's just that the, the target date fund wasn't aggressive enough yeah, it's that kind of, guy. It you know, came out more of a novelty, didn't it, way back, just as something's better than nothing, where we can automate well, people that. people need direction. Yeah, people need and want direction in their in their retirement savings or even their 401ks. And, and that, that was an easy way to give them advice without actually him talking to people. We had one just a week or so ago, a gentleman who was already retired, but still had some money in a target date fund. And, you know, he was talking about how, hey, I had a lack of growth that he had last year. Well, his target date fund was up like two and a half percent, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. in 2021. And so, I mean, just to your point, right? Right. You're listening to Stop Worrying, You're Retired with George Fossing and Zach Jenkins of North Star Financial and Retirement Planning. And joining us today, Jim Pritchard, our Chief Investment Officer at North Star. If you have any of these same concerns about the economy and your investments in the stock market, give the team a call today because there are more options. And as you're getting prepared for retirement, it's very important that you have a good fundamental base. And then you can also explore other options with your investments and see if, as George said, there's some play money there. But you got to make sure that you have have that core plan and that foundation 
in place first. Our phone number is 864-404-4900 to reach George, Zach, and the rest of the team at North Star Financial and Retirement Planning. You can also visit us online at northstar65.com. Jim, we always really enjoy having you here on the program. Before I let you go, since you are a former player yourself, I've got to get your uh, prediction for uh, the, the winner of Los Angeles versus Cincinnati in the big game this weekend. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's an interesting question. As George mentioned earlier, I'm from Buffalo, so I'm a Bills fan. And and after the Bills lost, um, I had to go with Cincinnati because my daughter and her fiancé were living in Cincinnati. And uh, and so my pick, Cincinnati Bengals. All right, Joe Burrow and the Bengals. That's four for four for us, George. Well, not me. Okay, now, folks, Stafford. Okay, so people on Monday... Hey, we're going to call, but these guys were 0 for 4. How are they going to do with my investments? <laughs> Jim, is there any... Jim, is there any... Holy uh, cow, can we, can we just maybe go um, back on this stuff and you know, be, be, yeah. luckily, be more vague? Luckily, I'm I don't bet on sports, George. I know, I me neither. I know betting on sports is the worst. It's the biggest gamble you can take because anything can happen on any day. And I just... My pick for the Super Bowl based 100% on emotion. <laughs> so obviously that, that's now, not isn't it, isn't Isn't it true? I think it was if the Rams win, there's a 75% chance the market will be out following the yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just so, read that. Is this an NFC so, and AFC? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's <laughs> interesting. NFC, AFC. Probably I'll be going for the Bengals, and from a business standpoint, I'll be going for the <laughs> There you go. Let's All be right. vague by being vague. We'll be on there. Someone will win the game. Yes, they're very good. Uh, points will be scored. We can confirm yes. that. Okay, thanks, Jim. We appreciate you being on the show, and uh, we'll talk to you here in a few minutes after the program. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. George, that's about all the time that we have for this week. Always happy to be a part of the show. For now, I'll give you the last word. I'm Zach Jenkins. Thank you for listening. This is George Fossing. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great week. God bless. And uh, leave some Doritos at the uh, Publix for me for Sunday. (laughs) The 3D type. (laughs) Take care, folks. Find out more at Northstar65.com. Advisory services offered through Delta Investment Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered through Delta Investment Management.